0: Hi, and welcome to All This and the Oscars to awardsdaily.com's podcast on the Oscar race. My name is the notorious Sasha Stone, and I'm here with Clarence Moy and Ryan Adams, two editors at Awards Daily. Hello.
1: Hi. Hi. Hi there.
0: Hi. If you're like really wonky into the Oscars, this would be a fascinating year. This reminds me a little bit of 2015, which was to date, to me, the most exciting Oscar year to predict. That was the big short spotlight Mm. Revenant year because it was really was a mind bender. Like it was, if you're Mm. used to predicting the Oscars, that one presented a huge challenge because each of the guilds had... Um, a different winner right so this year we don't Hmm. have that but we still have a lot of factors in play this year and and i'll just really quickly go through them and the first is the shortened season which is nuts and that's why you have so many movies of the same movies in almost every category so you've got joker once upon a time in hollywood the irishman jojo rabbit parasite like these are your core movies these aren't your these are movies that would have been in in a five picture ballot although we really have six we don't have five but um so one of them would have been left out we don't know which one but um we can guess but probably Parasite actually I would imagine only because when there were five foreign language films didn't make it into the best picture race as much you know because they had their own category so I would imagine that even as popular as it is I think it would have gotten in for director but I'm not sure it would have made it in for picture with five. I know that sounds really bizarre considering it could actually win and it could, but it's just that things were different then um, than they are now. The expanded ballot did open up to a lot of different possibilities for best picture that weren't there before. Um,
2: And especially in a year like this year when there really are five or six or seven best picture worthy films. So, you know, something's got to go. You know, they can't have seven if there's only five. And there are definitely seven that would be worthy. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you would have five when back in the days when there were five, there would always be like the fifth one would be like a head scratcher, but not this year.
0: No. And this is a great year for movies. But so the other factors involved, okay, besides the shortened schedule, which is really big, a really big deal. um, We have the Netflix factor. We have two best pictures by Netflix and that's making Hollywood a little bit nervous we also have the um, Oscars So White, which is kind of barreling through the race in a really hardcore way. Um, and then we have we have the election, we have Trump, we have impeachment, we have this kind of freaked out country, especially on the left, and that's what the Oscars are mostly about, the left. So that inv- has influenced the race every single year that we've been with Trump and the presidency. And so it does still make, make an impact. And then there's women Um, who have been shut out, and that appears to be less of a factor since Jojo Rabbit just beat Little Women at the um, Writers Guild, which I did not think would happen, although, sorry I'm rambling, but just just to note that the one thing that Film Twitter really got wrong this year, just like they did last year with Bohemian Rhapsody, is they really underestimated Jojo Rabbit, and if you're spending a lot of time on Twitter, you're going to have a warped sense of buzz, and all of us love jojo rabbit but you know that that's not wasn't a sentiment and it was being kind of disregarded but then it just kept showing up places it was like oh wow it's at the dga oh wow it's sag ensemble wait a second it just won the ace it beat once upon a time in hollywood at the ace and then it beat the the costume designs it beat and once upon a time in hollywood was left in the dust and that was my baby that's the one i wanted to see do really well but it didn't sadly um, at least it doesn't even look like it'll win anything except supporting actor at this point. Um, but we're holding out hope that it might win something. <laughs> um, but it's horrible because if you're rooting for that, then you're rooting against parasite, you know, or um, it's just fr- or nineteen seventeen, mm. you know it's just it's frustrating because these movies they're all really good and like I don't want any to lose. I just want them uh-huh. all to win.
2: Uh, we I, we probably. Uh, we're not, of course, we don't we don't talk about the results of the awards daily simulated ballot until after the Oscar ballots are in. But even though as vocal and as passionate as our readers are about Little Women on the site, Jojo Rabbit came out ahead of Little Women on our awards daily ballot. Hmm. I mean, yeah, it, uh, just one one spot ahead, one rung ahead of the uh, on the in, on the first round. And so that so even even in a on, on a site like our like a Wars Daily like your site Sasha, where Little Women is like a, it's like a refuge for Little Women lovers at a at Wars Daily, which is nice. that even Jojo Rabbit even beat Little Women on the Wars Daily among the, on the Wars Daily ballot. Yeah. So by a little bit, not by much, but by you know by you know and,
0: a little and bit. And listeners listeners will note the irony of that today. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it that? is. I said listeners will note the irony, considering I'm so well-known for, like, hating on little women and <laughs> that. I know. It's just right. That, uh-huh. um, but because you know
2: what? Part, like, Exactly. Because some of those little women votes on the ballot mm-hmm. were probably, like, protest votes. Mm-hmm. It's like like, Sasha hates, she's talked down about Little Women so much that we're just going to vote for it out of spite. Totally.
0: It's (laughs) so true. And fuck her. And you know they're so happy that, like, (laughs) Once Upon a Time in Hollywood isn't winning anything because you know that they're just, like, so happy that that's happening because they love nothing more than to see me lose.
2: Some people are, but at the same time, you know, and what's about Hollywood is surprisingly strong on the awards daily ballot, too. It's top three. And so even though it's just it's what's misleading about Twitter and about the site is that the people who are passionate about the kind of the underdogs or their pet films are just so loud and they're so persistent and they're so argument, not necessarily argumentative, but just sort of confrontational, let's say. That they—it seems like they're—they represent a lot more people than they do, but it's just because they're making more noise mm-hmm. than a lot of other people. Well, the other you know. thing
0: is, is that you know I was doing that um, podcast memoir, that gold tripping thing, and I haven't continued it. I've been taking a break while um, to get through Oscar season because it's just too nuts to do both things. But, um, but the next one I'm going to be doing is Brokeback Mountain and Crash Year. And the thing is about that is that that was really, and it's 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 always been the case that since the very beginning of the site, starting at the very first year, that there has been, that the tribes form around movies. And they, people become very emotionally invested in their film winning because it means, it means a validation of their tastes, right? So if it's Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, which was probably the first time I noticed, well, Crouching Tiger maybe a little bit, but um fellowship of the ring really had a strong uh readership that kept coming to my sight those three years that the lord of the rings movies were in because they were so into it and they really wanted to see it win and it really meant right. a lot to them for that to win but it wasn't until brokeback mountain that it was like bigger than that it was an identity uh-huh. thing it was like it, a rejection of this movie is a rejection of us it's a rejection of who we mm. are and that's what i see a lot more of now with certain movies. If they don't win, that means it's a rejection of, um, you know, uh, in terms of little women, it, it for sure has a huge LGBT following, which I can't quite figure out why, but it does. It, it has a huge, you know, community, um,
2: Uh, I can't, I don't, I don't, I can't explain, I don't, I can't, again, I can tell I could, I could try to get into the psychology of it, but I would, I would be lame, but there is, there is a historical precedent for it, that gay guys really do like women, I mean, movies that are populated by women, yeah, gay guys really do like, like, they like actresses more than they like actors, Mm -hmm. let's say that, and so, and they, and a movie that's full of, um, vibrant, uh, Exciting actresses is going to get their attention, for so that's part of it.
1: Well, there's also some history being rewritten around Louisa May Alcott and the persona that that Saoirse Ronan seems to take on in the film. That perhaps there's a, a lesbian aspect there that I don't. Mm-hmm. That uh, you can't ever really prove whether or no. not Louisa May Alcott in the modern era would be a lesbian, but mm-hmm. um, you know that that I have seen multiple tweets talking about you know that sort of lesbian aspect to the film so yeah and Uh
0: i I, when i was watching it that's what i was thinking like that would be really cool if that was the read but then i saw Mm. her take it back like i felt like she was going in that direction but then towards the end she takes it back because what the message she's getting out isn't my sexuality tells me i don't want to marry any guy the message was I don't want to marry any guy because I want to be an independent woman and independent writer. And that's, I think what the book says, but I was into this idea that she could have been, but then she turns it around when she writes him that letter. And then, then you're like, okay, well, wait a second. So I thought she was just like staying true to herself. And then all of a sudden she's realizing that she really does love him. And, you know, so I felt like it was kind of a muddled message in that Mm -hmm. way, but if people see that in it and it gives them some comfort into who they are, then great, you know, that's wonderful.
2: I do think it's probably true that in the past, a lot of women who are regarded as, as what they would call spinsters or um, w- uh, women who would n- just never get married for one reason or another, that they probably, uh, there's a lot of them who were lesbians. And we'll never know how many or mm-hmm. who. And maybe Louise May Alcott was one of them. But it seems like if that was, were, was going to be, way that the movie was going to go you would have to do something else radical to the novel which would be add another woman who's not part of the family to to be to to have as a sort of a love interest even if it wasn't consummated or even if it was just hinted at there are just no other women in the movie who aren't sisters right yeah and so it, it so it's hard to imagine that it's giving that it's sending any sort of lesbian message because just because she doesn't want to hook up with any guys, she's also, there's not she doesn't seem to have any female friends either except yeah. for her sisters. Yeah. And so I agree it would be a very interesting way to take the the, the, the film and, and also to interpret Louisa May Alcott's life, but they would have to add a character.
0: Yeah, and I really and believe that that's where she was yeah. going in the scene where joe is walking in the field with him and and she's really physically rejecting him which is very different from the other little women we've seen where there is actual romantic heat like watch the christian bale winona ryder scene like that Uh there is heat between them and a lot of people are drawn to little women a lot of women are drawn to little women because of the burning romance and we love that women love that my friend got really Mm -hmm. mad at me the other day don't say all women like romance and i said well it's kind of true I and mean, it's not men,
2: uh, it? not so, all, not every woman, but sure a lot yeah. of them, and a lot of men do too. A lot of For men, sure. and you know, a lot of gay men had like that 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 version of a you know, a bodice ripping romance kind sure. of thing too. Not 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 as if Little Women is a bodice ripper yeah. by any no, stretch of she, imagination. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. But she yeah.
0: was looking like she, to me, she was looking like she was going in the direction of I'm physically repulsed by Timothy Chalamet, which would be really hard to do because he's so gorgeous, but. And so I was watching it going, wow, that's interesting. Is that where she's going? But then she doesn't. She she retreats from that, I thought, because that would be really scandalous. She couldn't get away with it, you know, um, no, right. if she was that yeah. overt about it. So she's not. But I, I felt like her message at the end was more um, just plain old empowerment, which my own personal pet peeve and stories about women, especially white women, is empowerment. Because I, I black women, fine, they... <laughs> you know, that's, you know, great, you know, and that's important. But with white women, I, I just feel like we're getting into, like, goop territory with that. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, okay, fine, what else you got? <laughs> like...
2: Well, you know, another thing about the Chalamet being cast in that role is that, he like I said, he is just so... Uh, physically irresistible and so emotionally charming that the only way that you can justify her not hooking up with him is something that bothered me about the movie when I first saw it. But now I think maybe it was intentional that he, he doesn't mature at all in the film. He doesn't, he all of the, all of the, all of the sisters, you can see them, um, grow up before your eyes. You can see them, um, um, from go from teenagers into women and uh, have a sense of maturity about them but he never he never does that he always stays like a like a kid and so of course she's not going to be interested in a, in, a, in a guy who's always has uh, is behaving like a teenager hmm. that's that's the way i rationalize the way that they that they chose to portray him and that's that's not the way that he's been portrayed in some of the other versions of them.
0: yeah So Little Women (laughs) did not... I I really did expect Greta Gerwig to win the Writers Guild. I'm I'm actually very surprised that she didn't. I I did sense that Jojo Rabbit had a lot of heat. It really does. Jojo Rabbit, Parasite, 1917 are the three movies heading into the race that are really hard to beat. These These are the strongest films. Even though Jojo Rabbit doesn't have a Best Director nomination at the Oscars, it has a DGA nomination... And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, sadly, Clarence and my's favorite movie is being sidelined. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's so depressing. It's, it's almost my favorite
2: movie, too. So I'm, yeah. uh, I'm sad that it's not getting anything. I, 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 it, I, we all feel like that any of, our, any of the top three movies that wins, we're going to be happy for them because Absolutely, we love yes. at least three movies, right? But I, I really still don't even have a definite particular favorite although maybe Parasite but yeah. I'll be I mean, I, I, I will, I'm, I'll will—I'll be cr- just as crushed as you two that, that if, if uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood doesn't goes away empty-handed I know but it's be so... like
0: you say it's so frustrating because I feel like as much as I love that movie you know I don't really want to see Bong Jun ho not win for screenplay for yeah. his brilliant you know right. it's like that fucking screenplay and that movie is so good and it's so good in so many different ways it's good like it's not just the writing but you know when you're watching it i've seen it like seven or eight times now and the scene it really the first half of the movie is i think it's fine it's funny it's cute it's whatever it's great setup but right at the halfway Mm -hmm. point it changes and she's knocking on the door and it from that moment on to the very end it's like that's why it's a masterpiece you know and people don't understand that you have to get past that first point and then once you're not that it's bad or anything it's just that it's 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 setting up a story it's setting up what you're you know the delivery for what's about to happen but and Bong Joon-ho does that a lot. His his movies are very much two different levels, two different worlds, or even maybe more than two, you know, like The Train and Snowpiercer. Mm-hmm. You know, you're moving up the train, and then you get to the end, or, you know.
2: Whatever. Yeah, reminds... If you don't,
0: if you... Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead, Clarence.
1: Where... Uh, no, I was just going to say, what it reminds me of is something Hitchcock would do. Like, it's almost structured like birds, the mm-hmm. birds, where, you know, it's it's it's... The first half is not a... A romantic comedy, clearly, but it, it is a different tone than the last half of the film. Mm. Hitchcock did that a lot.
0: Yeah, and Hitchcock is one of his... You have sense... Sorry, go ahead.
1: Uh, sorry, no, no
2: you okay. go ahead, Sasha. No, no, right? no you go no, ahead, Ryan. Right? No. no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I think part of the reason that uh, it reminds me of Birds, also, in, that, in the structure of movies like that, is that in order to have the shock of just not just it's not just a plot twist that happens halfway through the floor literally drops out from under everything Mm -hmm. in the movie halfway through but in order for that to have the uh, uh, extra added shock value you have to establish a sense of normalcy that is sort of a a baseline of Mm -hmm. what's normal for what's going on and then to have that disrupted and Hitchcock and and Bong both um spend the first half of their movies establishing that normalcy even though yeah. it's kind of a skewed normalcy, it's, it's warped. And you can see that it's, it's warped to the point that it's being twisted so much that you don't think that it can last. And, you know, it really can't. Something's got to snap. But you And so it's normalcy that's being put yeah. under pressure that's like a branch being twisted. And then it's yeah. going to break. And when it does, splinters fly everywhere.
0: That's so, such a great way to put it, the branch that breaks. And what dazzles me about it is from... <laughs> spoiler alert everybody so if you haven't seen Parasite first of all you probably have but if you haven't see it because what I'm about to say is a huge spoiler and I'm giving you ample warning but um but to me when the the movie I mean okay so every scene in it is great just blanket great right but this the, the scenes that really stick out in my mind among many right this is a movie that is Brilliantly written and acted and directed like to perfection. I think But the scene with the woman begging the other mother the the, the fact that he uses so many different types of like women uh, mm-hmm. in the movie first of all is amazing like the mother of the parasite family the mother of the rich family and then that woman the housekeeper who begs the other woman feed her husband <laughs> who's under the uh-huh. basement. Like that scene to me is so moving. It's so sad how desperate she is. Please just, just feed him. Here's some money, mm. you know, feed him.
3: Mm-hmm. That
0: scene really gets me. And then it's really the two of them. I think that gives the movie soul every other character is like a little bit corrupt and every other character has like fate breathing down their neck and a comeuppance those two that's where the tragedy is visited on those two the the husband and the wife Mm -hmm. how she you know what what she had to go through to keep him alive how she begs for her life the fact that her head bangs against the concrete and she dies and he that scene where he's tied up or he's taped and he can't get to her and she's dying yeah. And he's crying. Uh-huh. And then when he bangs the fucking light thing to try to get help, I mean, that to me is just the most incredible. And then finally, he's had it, that guy, right? So he's like, he, wa- the best scene in the movie, obviously the ending, when he walks up there, he drinks that weird juice thing, or whatever it is, he throws <laughs> it down. And then the look on his face as he's like, I'm just so done with all of you. You know, you completely, you killed the one thing I love. And then if that isn't enough, he goes out and, you know, and all the violence ensues. And that beautiful shot from overhead of the party scene, like that is where Mm -hmm. you really see Bong Joon-ho's amazing directorial talent is how he shoots that aerial shot of the party scene and the guy running through it and you if you go back and watch it again just watch for those like overhead shots that he does
3: mm. but
0: then that scene where that poor guy is laying there and he sees the guy who he's been hitting that light for him uh, for years just yeah. to walk up the stairs and the guy sees him as nothing and can't even stand the way he smelled and he even says respect you know to him yeah. uh-huh. and yeah. then i mean that's just to me that that is like on a whole different level really, than anything else well, it's, this
2: year. It's, it's a great way to put it different levels because a movie is all about levels, about the lower level, the underground level, the surface level, and then the God's eye view level that you're talking about when yeah. you're up in the air looking down yeah, on them God's as if you're Yeah. It's sort of this like, so we're on the the audience is on the top level, really looking down on everybody.
0: I love that God's it, eye view. That's so smart. Yeah. I never thought of that.
2: But I, I didn't think of it. I mean, but I, I it's, it's uh, you know, that's, that's, I think it's been called that before by other people. I didn't think of it, but I, I wish I had. But yeah, it's a oh. great description, isn't it? Yeah, and you know, the bird, the birds has that too. The bird, talk, you know, talking about similarities between Hitchcock. A lot of Hitchcock movies do sometimes have that high overhead shot looking down. It's like uh, um omniscient being looking down and with uh, sort of like uh, not judgmental, but just like observing you know mm, yeah. just,
0: you no know. and I love that and I love that he is you know I, I, I think the reason people in America are responding to it so much is because it tells the truth about people and it doesn't give us an aspirational vision of them it doesn't, it doesn't make us you know better than we are which is what our, our art tends to do it, here mm. in America like we are so into this idea of like portraying ourselves as good that it's hard for, to p- portray ourselves as complex. And, you know, with mm. a lot of terrible things running through us, every one of those characters has good and bad things about them. Every one of them does. Right. And, you know, go ahead.
2: Probably the best the, the best uh, character is the one you mentioned before, the one that you feel is like the soul of them. film, the housekeeper, really has done, like, the least harm to anyone else. She hasn't done anyone to hurt anyone else. Everyone else in the movie pretty much is out is in it for themselves and they they are they or and if not if not having selfish motivations they have inconsiderate motivations just the way that the wealthy yeah. family don't really hurt anyone either except for the fact that it's so easy for them to fire people who have been their loyal employees for exactly. so many years just yeah. it, just because they can be um deceived and misled into thinking that the the, 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 the people their trusted employees are bad and so they can just turn on them like that. And that's, that's how they're bad. Other than that, they don't really, their only crime is being wealthy. But yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, no, and,
0: and, and mm, so wealthy but, that, like, they're not capable of compassion. They're not uh, capable of looking beyond themselves and to see what these, the people that are in their house might, their lives might be like, or even ask. Right. right.
3: Uh-huh.
0: They don't even ask. They're not really people to them. But at the same time, you can't hate them because they're still likable. You know, they're just doing the role that they've been assigned um, in our uh-huh. culture, and, and sidebars your right. dad so hot.
2: <laughs> I know. See, I was—I well, was about to say that it would have been so easy to make the wealthy family unlikable, to yeah. give them unlikable uh, traits and mannerisms and quirks and and uh, and. Uh, Things that they, you know, uh, gestures and things like, it, or even to make them not so d- dang attractive. But mm-hmm. they're also the the wife and the husband both are just hot. They're hot. And, the husband and is so hot. They're hot and they're hot. <laughs> they're hot together. And that and it's it's uh, emphasized in the scene where they're on the on the sofa together and mm-hmm. the kid is in the backyard in his tent and they thought They're having a you know like funneling each other on the couch. No, I know. That's and like it's, the,
0: it's true. You're that's right. That's like that- the only sex.
1: He could have like, made them
0: like horrible. He could have made them really yeah. mean, mean. And, and yeah. I mean, the dad is a little bit mean, you know, mm. um, just a little bit. He he talks down to the other dad, you know. Uh, he's
2: dismissive, and he's dismissive. he doesn't even realize he like you said. He's not even. He doesn't even. It doesn't enter his mind that he's being dismissive or that he's being cruel in the things that he says. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. But uh, I love the little son. I love one of the things I love about *Parasite*, and it's kind of funny and sad about America. Like for the trailers, they have to, they have to only use the li- lines that are in English.
3: <laughs> no, right?
2: <laughs> is like, is so oh funny. God, really? <laughs> that's like trying to trick trying to trick the tv audience into thinking yeah. that they're going to be speaking english and they're really those are the only four sentences in the whole movie that
1: they're in in <laughs>
0: the wife says you know what i mean it's so cute though like uh, and the sun right. the sun's is that like, okay is that okay or the <laughs> sun's like over uh, <laughs> over it's so cute oh. but um anyway parasite's great and i I love it and if it wins I'll be happy and joyful and cheering and screaming and everything. And if any other movie wins, same thing. I mean Yeah, okay. So See, that's Go ahead.
1: That's the hallmark though that that you know we're all true film lovers. We find more than one horse to follow in this race. I mean, of course we have favorites. You know, at least Sasha and I do, Ryan. I, I don't, it seems like you're maybe on the fence on that. But, you know, so many other people just t- treat this as a, as like a football game or something like that. Like it's, it's, it's my film or nothing. It, you can't, you you cannot like more than one movie in the best picture race. Otherwise, you know, we will, we will destroy your film. You know, it's just, that's, that's
3: the thing. Yeah.
0: That's the thing. Go, go ahead, then, Clarence, and I'm not going to let th- them yeah, like, finish your thoughts there. Somebody said to me, Somebody wrote me and said, "Don't let the crazed, don't let the crazed fans of Parasite ruin your love for this movie." And I was like, at first I got defensive, and I was like, "That's never going to happen." But the thing is, is that they are so obnoxious, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it, it comes out of love for the movie, but it also comes out of tribalism, and you know, it's true that they're just <laughs> movies. You know what I mean? And uh-huh. it's not really worth that kind of level of cruelty um, or fanaticism for either of those two films, Little Women or Parasite. And, and you know, somebody actually like called me as a, a racist for saying that what, what I was saying was, you know, I, I, I think that it's worth mentioning that American studios or big studios, they don't even have to be American. The big studios that run Hollywood showed up mm-hmm. this year, made an effort to turn out really good, really daring work, especially Universal with us and with Queen and Slim, you know, they basically told Melina Matsoukas and and um, uh, Lena Waithe that they could just do whatever they want. They didn't even mm-hmm. lord over them. And so that's the creative spirit, I think, that should be celebrated. That's what's happening right. on Netflix. And it's great that they're doing that. And they should be praised for doing that, you know. And so I could understand why in a year like this if people were paying attention which they're probably not because that's not how people vote they vote for what they like but if they were paying attention they might say you know parasite's great and all but this is the business i work in this is my industry that i have to keep afloat and we all have to survive and we all love making movies so shouldn't our best picture be a film that is our bread and butter you know i could see them doing Mm -hmm. that when they vote I can see that even more than saying I don't want to vote for a foreign language film. I mean, I think people mm-hmm. want to vote for *Parasite*. I think if it wasn't in foreign language, it would absolutely win. Um,
2: yeah, but- well, we know how popular it is because of the way that we see this reception it gets at the Guild Awards, like the standing ovation yeah, at the SAG Awards. Absolutely. Obviously, people in Hollywood really love it. Whether they're they're that they demonstrate when they stand up with a standing ovation is translated into what they do when they sit down on their ballots and they actually actually have to make a choice between that movie and another another equally almost equally as great movie and then privacy of their own bathroom or wherever they fill out their ballot then that's another question but that's the thing when you try to be pragmatic and realistic about your analysis of the race Sasha a lot of times people think Sasha is taking the side of the people who are always voting for the movies about white guys and which is so so unlike what you do you're you're never like that it just happens to be this year so the it just by by happenstance the movies that you one or two of the movies you like best 1917 and once Upon a time in Hollywood are just happened to be about white guys it's just an accident it's not that this is like the first time I can remember that you're like in favor of the the white guy movies (laughs) I know but it's
0: it's also Mm -hmm. I feel like they were these movies were so good that they kind of transcended that argument. You know what I mean? They yeah. they're not just your typical like white guy movies. Um Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has, you know, a really kind of special place in my heart. I can't really describe what it's about, but I, I just can tell you that it's my childhood in a movie, you know, and I, I love it. It brings me so much joy and my daughter loves it. She loves it so much. She loves it almost even more than I do. And so when my daughter loves something, I tend to really love it too. And I've shown her every movie, you know, um, Parasite, Jojo Rabbit. I've sh- she's seen them all. Um, and, but she has a love for it, and so do I. And I think it's just because we live here, you know. And, and uh, mm-hmm. But we just we really get into the characters. And I don't really think it's fair always to shame people, just to shame them. You know, and I think that's what Twitter's about. It's about shame, and I think that's weird and creepy. And I think we should try to get away from it if we mm. can. And these are all good people making movies, trying to make art, whether they're white or not. You know, I mean, what does that mm. matter? Um, I mean, I, I Twitter
2: get it- is, is Twitter's the worst iteration of people. Um, slamming each other and attacking each other. But e- but even you said it, it. Even began before Twitter. Even like in the year of Crash versus. Um, Brokeback Mountain. When people were started to become tribal, even in comment sections, and uh, and I noticed that when I was first came on the internet, even long before Twitter came along, that the comment sections and forums on websites were so harsh and argumentative sometimes. And not only because not only was it about people praising the movie that they loved, but in order to elevate the movie they love, it's like the natural, sick human inclination to attack the movies that you feel like are a threat to the movie that you love. Yeah. And so the movies that you see that are in competition or a close rival to the movie that you love. You can't stand to see people defend them in order to argue with their defense for the movie they love that's not the one you love. You have to undermine their movie. Yeah, and, and, the, and the easy, so, yeah. the
0: low-hanging fruit and the really low-hanging mm-hmm. fruit and the easy call is racism. And so, right. if you you know, that's the one thing. It's like a loaded gun and they can pull the trigger. And if they decide to pull it, then they know that you're going to be shamed. And everybody's going to like their tweet and everybody's going to think you're a racist for five minutes, maybe longer, you know, and and uh, and it's it's one of those things, you know, and then and then if you're not like that, then you become like one of these guys where every single tweet, everything that you do is like like crazy white savior, you know, like, Uh you know, virtue signaling to the max and, and you just like lose a sense of yourself, you know. And I have a pretty good, strong sense of myself and what I like and what I think is right. I have a very, very strong moral compass, you know, and I'm I'm I will hold on to that. I'm not going to I'm never one of those people that's just going to go along with the crowd. If you do that, you're in Nazi Germany and you're going along with the Germans who are killing Jews and you're doing nothing because you're too afraid to stand up to the crowd, you know. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I have to stand up for for not that it matters. Nobody cares, you know, but. I do feel like this is a year where a, there were a lot of really good movies, and um, and you know a lot of great movies that were ignored by critics. You know, by a lot of great filmmakers. Molina Matsukas is just one of them. You know, and if the critics if the critics don't usher in a film, then it's not gonna have a chance in the Oscar race. You know. Mm-hmm. But, and they and I
2: wish people w- would recognize and acknowledge the fact that as much as you have talked about Little Women, you've talk, you there's have as, just as many tweets and just as many. You've been so out, so much outspoken as a as trying to boost and elevate um, Queen and Slim. And but people don't pay any attention to that because it's not. It's not a movie that that, that as, as many people are interested in to begin with what they're interested in is that they don't want you to say anything they don't want you to frown or look cross-eyed at little women
1: (laughs) that's that's true i mean
2: i can't stand it you can't even you can't even frown you can't
1: even you can't even even think about it doesn't fit their narrative right it doesn't fit the narrative of you know that they would like to construct which is that you are all kinds of things that are bad Mm, (laughs) you know instead of uh, looking at actually, you know the whole picture and looking at actually what you write about and what you represent through your site. you know it's it's it, again, it just doesn't fit the narrative,
0: yeah, I hear you. And it, you know to me, it doesn't matter that much. like I, I'm so past the point of caring what what anyone thinks of me, but least of all people on film Twitter, like that's just the, right. really not something that i I mean, in case you're thinking that I go home and cry about it every night, people I don't. <laughs> I've always thought of myself as as the there the, there's this awards daily person, you know, and it's it's a compartmentalized personality that I have. It's like to do my job. And people always say you're so passionate about the Oscars. You must care so much about them and and you know, I I do and I don't. Like to me it's just it's a part of my personality that is awakened during this time of year and I I kind of do like a performance on Twitter and on the site as a version of self, but it really isn't me it isn't my life it's nothing like I spend my days involved in thinking about so many other things than the Oscars hopefully I'll be able to get this podcast up and people will still be listening to it but chances are you're going to be listening to this after the BAFTAs um, just the way things go and by the time you catch up with it if I get the file name right and it's not broken and <laughs> but um, so the thing about the BAFTAs is that their best picture has not matched with Oscar since 12 Years Slave. 2013 and ever since then it's been wrong so i don't know that that means that it's going to be wrong this year but it's been wrong every time because they use the five nominee ballot and the oscar mm-hmm. stone these preferential so that's why it's been been different right so argo of course was no problem because argo won everything so it won the bafta and it won the Um, But you remember Shape of Water, which won the PGA, the DGA. It didn't win the BAFTAs. Three Billboards did. Three Billboards won um, Picture. Guillermo del Toro won Director. So it's going to be an interesting thing. If 1917, let's say, for instance, wins Picture and Director, does that mean it's still going to win Best Picture Oscar? Not necessarily, because La La Land won... Globe, PGA, DGA, BAFTA, and then lost the Oscar. So it doesn't necessarily follow if it wins all these things.
2: Um, I will. I will say I do think you're absolutely right that a lot of the reasons why they differ from the Oscars, especially in the past few years, has to be related to the fact that in the past few years it can't just be a coincidence. That in the past few years, the Oscars changed their way of balloting with a preferential system for the ten for for best picture so that's bound to be part of the reason but another part of the reason i think is some of the films in the past four or five years have resonated with american audiences mm. in a different way than they do with the british mm-hmm, audiences mm-hmm. for instance moonlight may not have seemed as important as groundbreaking in the uk as it did maybe for american audiences mm. maybe it didn't wasn't important in the same way likewise three billboards resonated with them in a way that it, that It it wouldn't, that it didn't resonate with American audiences because it didn't have the baggage. They were, the British voters, uh, the the BAFTA voters were immune from all of the talk about uh, racism and stuff in the movie. Mm -hmm. And also the fact that there's a look at American racial relations, race relations from the viewpoint of a British, of a UK director, right? Yeah. From a guy who's from the, yeah. And so, they may, there's, there's a little bit, sometimes there's more to it than just the preferential ballot system. Some, sure, sometimes, yeah. I think, especially in the past few years. Yeah, I know, I know, I'm, I'm not saying anything that you don't already know. I'm not trying to. No, no, I think it's, a, it's an interesting just,
0: observation yeah. for sure. Yeah, I haven't really thought about it yeah. actually that way.
1: But
2: as, as, and I think, especially in the past five years, since a lot of the movies that have won Best Picture have had a social message more than Oscar movies used to. They didn't always used to be so socially significant yeah. as the Oscars have been in recent years. And those so, so same social issues may not just um, ring a bell or re- may not click with a, with a BAFTA voters as much as they do with American voters. Sure, like voters. Birdman, Although, for instance. Yeah.
0: Birdman is a really good example. Yeah. Birdman was very much about the American film industry at the time. And that's why they mm-hmm. picked a Boyhood. They just didn't get Birdman, you know. Uh-huh. Because that's right. not their, their movie that, industry yeah. isn't giving itself over to superheroes like ours has, you know, for instance.
2: Exactly. Right. Yeah. You
0: know? um, it's really weird because you really do feel a momentum for, for uh, Parasite right now. You feel that momentum. And if the season wasn't so short, I think he probably would have maybe collected Best Director. But I feel like it's just too short. And I, I really do think that people just aren't watching the movie and that once they watch it, they love it but I think that it's one of those things where it just takes time and time is one thing that we don't have this year, you know, but, um, but that doesn't mean it won't win. I think it still could really could win. It just depends on how much it resonates with people. I mean, the thing about that movie that's so great is that it really is a universal story, not specific. And the more universal, the story, the better. And I, I feel like the best picture winner is always the movie that you can sit anybody down in front of and they'll, get it if not love it and I think that applies to Parasite the trick is getting them to watch it Um, and most people a lot of people that I know that I've been recommending Parasite to still haven't watched it no matter how much I say about it no matter how much I say this is the greatest movie you've got to watch it watch Parasite you know it won this award they still haven't watched it I don't know why people are weird about subtitles I really don't but they are it's a fact and it's not just like racist white people it's it's everybody when i went to italy and spent all that time they don't even bother subtitling their movies over there everything's dubbed and in a Uh lot of countries they just flat out dub them they don't even bother trying to subtitle them partly because i don't know really know why but i always thought it was really weird in italy that we couldn't watch any movie any american movie in english that that wasn't dubbed in italian it was really strange but that's the way it is, and it's it's just the way it is. People aren't totally a hundred percent used to reading subtitles to watch a movie. Film people are, but a lot of people aren't out there, you know. So the thing is, is that in a in a majority ballot, you have vote splitting that goes on. So for instance, in the editing category, if your two movies are, you know, splitting the vote, like. Or SAG, for instance, like I could imagine um, Irishman and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood splitting the vote because they're both huge ensembles with really big stars. And I could see Parasite benefiting from that split in a, in a um, five nominee ballot. I think that's a really good way for Parasite to win, but I don't know how it does on a preferential.
1: Um, well, here's a theory. So 1917 could win uh, British film. Parasite wins film not in the English language. Irishman and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood are two films that have large casts, so maybe they cancel each other out and Choker wins best film.
0: <laughs> <laughs> never happened, it never happen.
1: It has the most nominations.
0: At BAFTA, hmm. you mean? Yes. God, it that it be also Sunday? has 11 there. I don't get that. I mean, I, the movie's fine and all, but. That's nuts, man! That it that it both eleven at the Oscars and eleven like what in the world was about Joker that people liked that much? You know, like I, what?
2: I, the only thing I can figure is that even though Warner Brothers didn't know what they were going to end up with when they gave him the green light to go ahead and make this movie, they at least gave him all the top-notch talent that they that they could afford to do because they 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 would do that for a movie that's gonna be part of the D C universe. And mm. and so they they provided him with everybody who was at the who who's ultra talented in Hollywood and they were all at the top of their game in Joker. We've all said that even though we are may, maybe not fond of Joker for various reasons, it was effective and it was extremely well done. You can't deny that the cinematography no, is great, I, I don't but was great.
0: But eleven and, nominations I know you, I don't
2: I know, right. I mean, it just doesn't seem like that across the board that every single branch would say, wow, yeah, this is this is one of the five best moves of the year because I wouldn't have done it on my ballot. But that's not, if I had a ballot, I wouldn't have even been able to vote for anything but just one category. And I don't even know what category I would be in.
0: <laughs> well, you get
3: at least two know. because I don't even you know get best pitch. Baptist. I would be in. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not even.
0: But I, I, well, I was did. looking down the list. I was like, this is so weird. Joker is in every single category, practically. Like, any category that it can be in, it's in. You know what I mean? Like, it didn't miss anywhere.
1: Except for costumes at BAFTA. It didn't get costumes at BAFTA. It did, it did get costumes at uh, at the Oscars. Yeah, yeah. So which is the, bizarre because it's it is. That, I don't know it's just don't just that one outfit,
2: that. <laughs> right? And it's the same outfit really that they've had for the Joker since the nineteen forties. They just changed the color of the vest. I mean, all really you can think about did. that is
0: they genuinely liked the movie when when they put it in all those categories. And and I'll I'll never. I mean, like I say, I, I do have respect for it. I think it's it's disturbing and very well done, but. But it, it, it really hit and resonated in a way that um, that was unexpected. And I don't know what that means in terms of wins. So far, it's not picking up anything except best actor. Um, and the
2: only thing, only thing I can figure that the, the white one, the Silver Lion... Uh, uh, Venice and they got the 11 nominations with BAFTA. Is that maybe Europeans look at a movie like Joker and they think, yep, that's America. That's the movie yeah. that Americans are usually afraid to make about themselves. Mm-hmm. But we, this is how we we look at America from across the Atlantic ocean and that's how we always imagine that it's like. And so finally they're being honest about themselves. Right. That's what I thought
0: about three billboards billboards was totally that, you know, three billboards was totally like, yep, Uh that's what Americans are like. I know. Right. Yeah.
1: (laughs) As I went through film festivals, as I talked to people at parties, parasite was the one thing, you know, among not just bloggers, but industry people, you know, actors versus, you know, mm-hmm. behind the scenes people. It's the one thing that really just inspired this, this adoration and this affection and, and love. And maybe I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just talking to all the people who have seen it and maybe, you know, the ones that I didn't talk to didn't see it or they're not going to vote for it. Or they didn't like it, but it's just, it, it's just, it's inspiring this kind of love and affection that I think pushes it to the top of a preferential ballot
0: I agree except for and that was true for me and Telluride and everything but why didn't it win the PGA and why didn't it win the DGA
1: I, can't, I don't know why didn't, didn't win the Globe other, for directing? other than yeah other than Sam Mendes just you know that's such a huge accomplishment that film it is a director's movie right I mean it's, mm-hmm. a, it's his vision um, and they're rewarding him for that vision I think it didn't win Uh, at the Producers Guild because I don't know that they necessarily respect something that small coming from Neon.
2: Mm -hmm. That's possible. Another thing too is that we even we you know it's not winner take all I mean well it is winner take all if you win if you get the plurality of the vote you still get the the award but we don't know how little Parasite lost by it might have been 20 votes for you know they might have been really close and because and i think it I, I like to think that it was really close and that it and because we've even seen the pga tie before so we know how close it can be mm-hmm. and so it's possible that it was uh, that that parasite almost won i just want to think that it that it i wouldn't leave that possibility open another thing too even though you uh, you shot me down when you said didn't roma win uh, best film at the baptist i should have stopped i would have stopped looking to see if any others did but there but the baptists have a, a pretty long history of nominate of letting a uh, foreign language film one best film back in 1987 a movie that i admit i have not seen uh, jean de Fleure, Jean john Florette, um um won best film in 1987. the director claude berry i never even i'm not that familiar with him and before that two years in a row um uh, La Combe Lucienne, Louis Maul's movie, and um, uh, Truffaut's Day for Night, won mm-hmm. in 1973 and 1974, one Best Film. So the BAFTAs, I guess because they're right across the, the uh, channel from Europe, they don't have so much, maybe they don't have um, such a bias about not choosing a, a foreign language film for Best Film, because they've done it at least four times. And I and well, maybe even more I don't, why. Yeah, I don't think, think that the for... Academy
0: does have a bias. I think that they just have the extra category that. Ma- but I also true. think that yeah. they I'm not, uh, that they I, do mm-hmm. in terms I don't of pro- think... producers and and industry people. And I, you know, I don't know that this is how it's going to bear out. But I would under I would mm. believe that I would think that in the Producers Guild and at the Academy they are. It's like it's not just that it's a little indie that it's that it's neon. It's that. They're saying our best picture winner is going to a product that was not made here, meaning we're not awarding our film industry. Right. in a year where we made all of these great movies that made all of this money, but it, none of them were as good as something that was made over somewhere else, and the thing about that is that a lot of the best director winners. Other than um, Damien Chazelle and Catherine Bigelow have been really like foreign born directors. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that they're, that's okay in that category. That's a different thing, but it, but it is still, I think, threatening to them that this idea that like, wow, we can't even make anything good enough to win best picture. Mm. Really? You know, and I I think Mm -hmm. that could be potentially something that drives it, but they might just love parasite enough that it doesn't matter. You know, yeah. but I think as a rule, yeah. they're not going to want to give their Best Picture prize to something that wasn't, that doesn't firm. The, the whole point of the Oscars is to is not to be like the National Society of Film Critics. That's not who they are. They were invented to support the studio system. That's what they do. That's what they've always done. They existed to make money for the studios. That's why they were invented. They've never been a group that's like film critics. They're all about. Quality product coming out of Hollywood—that's what the Oscars have always been about. So, if that changes, that's almost as threatening as Netflix winning Best Picture for them, because that does say that that their 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 own industry can't make something good enough to win. Mm-hmm. And I think that I'm would glad be that
2: you mentioned that about the fact that maybe maybe the um, well, what, uh, the point is that the reason that the Oscars. Don't, haven't given uh, foreign language films the best picture before is because, like you said many, many times, because foreign language films have their own category. Mm. And they've had the category at the Oscars since 1956, which is really when the European New Wave started in Europe, mm-hmm. and it was really yeah. European movies at that time. They were just too, 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 too good to ignore. So they had to do something. But meanwhile, the reason that I see now that the reason that the that uh, Day for Night and La Lucien won in the 1970s is because BAFTAs didn't have a foreign language category until 1982. Oh, I just yeah. oh, wow. found that out. Yeah, they didn't even have a foreign language category until 1982, yeah. and so. And I um, think that they so that's that's,
0: that. that's really true and that's really astute and I that's what they did with animated films. I remember when when um, animation started to really rise. And Toy Story was really good, and when Beauty and the Beast was nominated for Best Picture, that made them say, "You know what? We need a separate category." Because that, and why do you think they did that? Well, they did that because of what they're about. They're about honoring mm-hmm. the kind of films that this industry makes, right? That's what they do. Uh-huh. And so, if you're saying that you know an animated film is going to be best, then then all the the actors you know who work in the business are going to feel threatened by that because they're going to think mm-hmm. that's taking over my job. I don't know that they're going to... I mean, they just gave their SAG Ensemble Award to Parasite, but SAG isn't SAG anymore. SAG is SAG-AFTRA. They still might have done it, but the fact that you have 50,000 SAG-AFTRA members, the AFTRA members, a lot of them are broadcast journalists, so that makes them more towards the critic end of things than the actor side of things. Mm -hmm. I think that a lot of actors still love Parasite. They gave it a standing ovation. Everybody loves it, but I don't know what that tells them Um, the identity of the Academy Awards who they want to be you know who do they want to define themselves as what do they want to tell the world do they want to tell the world that they really do vote for quality film and it doesn't matter if it's a Hollywood movie or not do they really want to pick the best picture of the year and are they part of an international community of film you know Um, and, and if so then isn't it time to get rid of the foreign language category if that's the case, then just get rid of the category, which would be a shame because mm-hmm. a lot of movies wouldn't get in. But it's pretty limiting anyway, as it is. But um,
2: yeah, they, I wish we, I mean, a lot of our readers and we feel the same way that the Academy's um, method of awarding uh, international films is pretty antiquated. Just the fact that they only allow one movie per country every year in itself is strange because some countries just do better than other countries I mean there's many years that France or Germany or Italy or Japan could have had two nominees from the same year and yeah, but they and couldn't they if, um, weren't allowed to it's yeah. the
0: same with documentaries like the documentary yeah. industry is exploding and the Oscars still only have five documentaries so they mm. do what they do they are antiquated um, they are in place to. Support the uh, American film business, and I can promise you that if a foreign language film does win, *Parasite* does win, that's going to freak them out a lot. A lot of them are going to be really freaked out by that, just as if a Netflix Uh, film won. uh,
2: Especially in a year like this, when, like, have you said before, the so the American studios and American filmmakers really stepped up, and really, American films, this is a great year for American films and for all of the great American films and English. English language films in general to to lose to Parasite is going to be a uh, ego blow to a lot of people and
0: even if it is the best film but, but I would argue with that yeah. only because I would say that I would tell you that, um, that that 1917 has beaten Parasite at two really big places and so if it didn't win there how is it going to then turn around and win at the Oscars? It might, it might. But I'm mm-hmm. just saying, like, if they're already saying at these two big institutions, no, but we're going to go for for the more traditional Oscar movie, then wouldn't they also repeat that um, at the Academy?
2: And another thing about the SAG uh, victory for Parasite, although we know that a lot of sag after voters look at the Ensemble Award as a as a de facto award for best picture a lot of um, professional actors probably take the word ensemble more literally as a group of actors who work well together in in the same physical space in a in a movie together where they interact with each other and they do that in parasite more than they do in, in any other movie that was nominated the other movies especially like what like well, like 1917, there's only like the you know only, intera- only interaction really is between the two, the two um, young soldiers, and even in a movie that has a great cast like like uh, The Irishman or or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the interactions between the characters are usually just one on one. It's not a whole group of people interacting with each other like in a same house. And not
0: so, just I mean, that, I'm just but, that, they're, they're, but they're, they're all playing double roles. Like the yeah, I mean right. the, the uh, one yeah. family, they're all playing these double parts, and that's pr- that's really hard to do and really hard to pull off. And the way that he orchestrates, I mean, Parasite's basically like a play. Like it could just be a play. Cause ah, it yeah. Takes place in one. I was just
2: about to say that. Yeah, you know. it's really like an ensemble theater mm-hmm. piece.
0: Yeah. And, now they're that, the and they're looking at that. Yeah. The acting is the most impressive so, thing, but so is the writing and directing, of course. It's all great.
3: Yeah.
1: Uh, so where do you guys stand on the the limited series that they're talking about making?
2: Um, I think if Bong wants to do it, we should give him all the money in the world to do whatever he wants to do. I mean I, I I'm I wouldn't I don't think it's necessary, but I wouldn't have thought that the Fargo T V series was necessary either, and I love it. I love it. It's a different thing than the movies. It doesn't. It doesn't affect my feeling about the Fargo movie at all. Every single season of Fargo's TV series is just out of this world. I just think it's fantastic. But and I like what they've done with it. All they really done. All they really did was take the title Fargo that takes place generally around the Fargo area, right. and that it's a lot of wacky um, um, plot twists kind of um, situations, narrative, and and so. I wouldn't have thought that a Fargo series was necessary either, but I love it. So I'm just thinking that if, yeah. if Bong wants to do it, I think he'll do a great job with it.
0: I think so too, but I, I also would caution that uh, his view of the class war in Parasite is going to be different from your average Bernie Bro's view um, of uh-huh. class war. And uh-huh. Bernie Bro's view is very flattened and very simple. They, they simply don't see the hypocrisy of being somebody whose entire career was made on Twitter, like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is, has been, Mm. and to not note the irony of that, that the fact that it was built by capitalism, that you're taking advantage Mm -hmm. of a capitalist system every single day. Bong Joon-ho knows that. That's the beauty of Parasite, is that to him, nobody escapes it. Everybody's in it, and there are no people you can point your finger at. Sure, you can point your finger at the corporations and the trap, of capitalism for sure but it's not like all of his characters are, are portrayed as innocent victims against this mean system you know like they're they're in a system that they can't get out of that they're trapped in for sure but I, I feel like in America it might just be flat uh, flattened out a little bit and they would lose the complexity of what he's done with all of his films you know which is to me, Bong Joon-ho's movies, Snowpiercer, Okja, and this, those are the only three of them that I've seen. I haven't seen the other, uh, the host. Um, but but he um, he's really good at pointing out hypocrisy. I think that that, to me, is the sort of the writing theme through all of his um, films, is, is mm. that. And I yeah, love I that. Yeah, um, I agree.
2: And I just hope that if they don't interfere with what he wants to do, I feel like if they didn't make the series that he wants to make, I think it'll be great. And I do think I agree that with they that. have... yeah. Yeah. Uh, If HBO does, I mean, sure, HBO's made a lot of mediocre, flat series, but they've also made Succession, and they've made Watchmen, and they've made some... Uh, Deadwood, and, you know, so they've done some you know, some pretty impressive things. And he's and so worked a I, they, lot capable, with yeah. um,
0: American actors, Bong Joon-ho has, um, English and English-speaking actors. Right. He's worked a lot with them. It's not just... So I don't know if... I mean, I assume that's what they're going to be doing. They're not going to be bringing over a Korean cast, right? It's going to be...
2: I wouldn't think. I can't think of any other HBO series that's ever had a foreign language. Can you, Clarence? Mm.
1: Uh, no. They... Uh, no, I don't think so. And they haven't said who they're casting, but it's—I think it's going to be more of an Adam McKay thing, less a, a Bong Joon Ho thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Adam, McKay,
1: Adam McKay is producing it, so I, I suspect it's—that's why it's ending up at HBO.
0: And he's uh, not uh-huh. having anything to do with it, Bong Joon Ho, or?
1: I think he's an executive producer. I think they'll probably work together to make sure that it's—you know keeps his the spirit of the original film but i i my guess right now is that it's more of an adam mckay story
3: Hmm.
1: huh which is kind of bernie bro yeah
2: yeah (laughs) well i'll be i mean if they if it turns out that he doesn't that bong doesn't direct any of the episodes i don't know why i would be interested in it really if he's not going to be involved in directing it and then it's just they're just taking stealing his name I mean, stealing the title of the film and stealing the concept, and I'm not interested in that. But I don't think that... And I'm not sure that why Bong would sign up for something like that where he would just let them do that. We'll have to wait and see, I guess.
0: I mean, I think he's intrigued by it. He seems like a really nice guy. <laughs> I, mean, I think yeah. that he would have a hard uh-huh. time just saying no to that. But, um, mm. but, I, but I also think that it could be really good um, as long as, you know... As long as the, the person making it, Adam McKay, like really doesn't, you know, that he, the, I, I saw how Michael Moore misinterpreted Joker, I thought, you know, and oh, so right. I, I just, yeah. I, I trust Adam McKay knows what he's doing and that when he makes it, he'll make it, you know, hopefully as complex as, um, as Bong Joon-ho did. But I don't know that you can really, because, you know, in Korea, they built those little um, basements to hide you know they had them she says in the movie that they're in they're in a lot of houses for people to hide out in these little basements you know I don't know if that's true or not Mm. if it's just made up
1: so I I continued looking into articles that were written around the time the show was announced and it is a collaboration between Adam McKay and Bong Joon-ho but it's based off of um pieces excised from the original Parasite screenplay Huh. Um, he's he had a lot more ideas, and I think that's that's interesting. It, it, that's a, it can be a good thing, and it can be a bad thing. And and I think it's mostly it could be a bad thing because, you know, Parasite was so laser focused on its plot and its theme. And you know, if you if you start all of a sudden exploring the little avenues, you know, does it water it down? Does it does it become less interesting? You know, it's it's what they say that the phrase is kill your darlings. You know, it's it's take maybe the, the stuff that he cut away is what made it great maybe it wouldn't have been as great it had it had it been a three-hour movie you know mm-hmm. i don't know
2: right mm. i see what you're saying yeah
0: mm. um yeah it's interesting and but but weird right like it's just weird right. that this is how america is but it's okay i mean maybe it'll be good who knows
1: but it will just be an international conspiracy of all these families having um, panic rooms in their basement. And have people- <laughs> I
0: know, right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's what it is. I mean, I guess, theoretically, it could be. But I, I you know, it's uh, what I love about Parasite, and maybe this is how it will be anyway. Like, they just, they, the only way that this thing comes off is because of that housekeeper who knows how to hide it, you know? Right um at this portal but i i have a really hard time imagining any american not knowing that that thing is down there who buys mm-hmm. the house you know you, you know everything about a house when you buy it um you know and and if you think about it the only way it really works here is that we we you know because it's a korean film and because it's bong juneau we don't really think about it we don't think it through that much, like, because his films are so surreal, you know, like they're always surreal and they always exist in this kind of bizarre imaginary universe of what ifs. But, um, but you know, in an American, it's not going to be the same as that. You're gonna you're gonna be like, wait a second, you know, they there's no mm. way that family wouldn't know that that well, basement.
2: Well, a safe. lot of people have said a lot of people on the site. Some people have said that about Parasite too. But 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 um, they say that it's. Um, Uh, They say plot holes or that it doesn't add up or that the family, the wealthy family would certainly catch on that they wouldn't be such so easy to fool. But I think what we've talked about before is that halfway through the movie, the movie departs reality and turns into a fable. And so you have more leeway when you go into fable territory, I think. And you just can't take everything so literally.
0: But also, if you know his work going in, you're going to expect it to be surreal like that. You know, mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah. um, that's the thing is like I, if I didn't like I showed it to Michael, my friend Michael, and he really liked it. But he said that, um, that the, the one thing that really bothered him about it and he couldn't quite let it go was that it never shows what happens to the family, to the um, to the other family. Right. And he doesn't know where they end up. And he felt like that was a, a hard thing, not a hard thing, but it. it it was something he was preoccupied with at the end. Like, we know where everybody else ends up, but we don't know where they go. And he mm, just wanted to know That's a good that.
1: point, yeah.
0: An interesting huh. yeah, the, kind of thing. The
1: thing that, that lingers with me is, we don't know what happens to the son. Does he die? Have, did they not get him to the hospital in 15 minutes?
0: The mm. little son?
1: The, the, you know, the, their little boy at in Parasite. The the rich family's uh, little boy. Because he has that uh, seizure.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: At the very oh. end,
1: when he sees the uh, the stabbing going on.
2: <laughs> right. Uh, you know, as far as the HBO series goes, it may be that they, they may use as a launch pad some of the ideas that, that Bung didn't include in the film, but it may go off in a totally different direction, too. I can't really imagine where it could be so directly tied into um, the movie. because the movie is so self-contained I think the movie story we know has uh, had a beginning and a middle and an end and I don't know what you could add to that so I I have a feeling that even though they may use some ideas that weren't used in in the film that it's going to go off in a totally different direction. So we don't have really any idea what it's going to be until we see it it could be not even a situation where there's an underground family, could be a different type of parasite relationship altogether. Could be a, a kind of parasite relationship at a, in an office situation, or who knows what. You know, I just I'm can't wait. I'm looking forward to finding out, but I'm not worried about it. I think he wouldn't have agreed to it if he didn't think it was going to be a good idea.
0: Yeah, and, and speaking of Bong, like one of the reasons I don't say Bong is because I read on Wikipedia that Bong is the family name. So is uh-huh. that right? Is it like his name is Jun Ho, and then Bong is his last name?
2: I think so. That's the way I would say, that's the way I would refer to, like, Scorsese. Is,
0: right, right, okay. Or, so when you say Bong, yeah. you don't mean it like Marty or...
2: No, no, no. I'm talking, okay. I mean, I'm, I'm calling him by his last name. Ah, by, okay. By his family name. Got yeah.
0: it. So it's okay to say Bong. I wasn't sure that I it was think okay so. to just say Bong. I think so. I think, yeah. You know? um, okay, so that, once we close out BAFTA, and so right now we could say that we have we have one big movie at 1917. that's sort of being challenged by Parasite and Jojo Rabbit, I would say. That's that's what it feels like right now. And both of those movies, Jojo Rabbit and Parasite, are um, incredibly moving films, and they're very actor-driven. They both had SAG um, ensemble nominations. They both have, well, not they both, but uh, Jojo has one nomination with, with Scarlett Johansson. And people keep saying, do you think that, that Scarlett Johansson can... People keep saying that Laura Dern is going to be upset and by Scarlett Johansson because Jojo Rabbit is so popular. And the thing is, is a movie that's that's that popular really isn't going to just win one Oscar for production design or whatever it is. It is going to win some of the major Oscars. It's going to win screenplay probably, and it could win supporting actress. I have a really hard time believing that knowing who um, Laura Dern is in the industry and the fact that mm-hmm. she's won everything. But but on the downside of Laura Dern's um, performance is that it isn't that strong in Marriage Story on its own. you know. So mm-hmm. yes, it's true, she's winning, not because of that, per- it's like Glenn Close, she's winning not because of the performance, she's winning because of her career. I have no problem with that, but I loved Scarlett Johansson and Jojo Rabbit. Mm-hmm. She has mm-hmm. two nominations and there's a really good chance that she could upset um, Laura Dern. And I've seen the movie so many times now, and every time I walk away from it, thinking, God, that's a good performance. So.
1: the the problem with that, though, is I think you've got a lot of people who are going to vote for Laura Dern because of her career and because of who she is, and because she's at every party and she's a, such a yeah uh, a charismatic presence on the circuit. But you know, that's a, that's um, spoiler. The votes are going to get split between um, Scarlett Johansson and I would argue Florence Pugh for a little women there's there's a there's a lot of support out there for her in that role too
0: right that's true that's a good point and no way laura Dern loses and so laura Dern's no. one of those actresses as you now know clarence is that you do not get her charisma on screen the way it is in person like it's it's really high wattage in person it's insane
1: it, it, it she works a room like like no one i've ever seen
0: (laughs) no me either i (laughs) met her in um at fox searchlight party in telluride and i just she was standing there this tall woman in this leather jacket and i was like god damn she's amazing like wow i had no idea that this is who that this is the way she comes off you know and i remember um on jurassic park steven spielberg telling that story about how jeff goldblum and Laura Dern ended up getting together, and and somebody had a quote about her back then saying Laura Dern's the kind of person that, you know, if she's on a set, sooner or later somebody's gonna fall in love with her. And I always thought, I always used to think like that's so weird. Like I don't really see Laura Dern like that, <laughs> but then I met her in real life, and I was like, wow, that's and that is what that's charisma. That's the kind of thing you could bottle and sell. Like that's really she's really warm. And she she looks right at you, and she kind of brings you into her orbit. It's really quite something, and it doesn't come across on screen. It's weird.
1: Yeah. The other thing I would say about that is um, film Twitter has been taking on both actress categories and trying to dislodge the frontrunner for weeks now. And I think, you know, finally people have proven that Renee Zellweger is going to win that second Oscar right, for Judy. Right, and no yes. matter how many times you say it's this or that person, it's going to be her because she hasn't lost, yeah. in, you know, in any kind of voting situation outside of Critics right. Awards. Right. Um, and then they shifted to Laura Dern.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Right, because that's they, true, yeah.
1: Because they're pissed, too, that Jennifer Lopez isn't in the race.
2: It helps Laura Dern, too, right. that for the past um, two years on HBO, she's played the same character that she did in Marriage uh, and in a much bigger role. She plays the, 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 the ballsy lawyer. And she's in, never won, in,
0: and she's probably never going to win if this is it. And, uh, hmm. and the other thing about her is, unlike Glenn Close, is Marriage Story has a lot of Oscar nominations. And if that's the only one it's going to win then it's gonna win that because people really like the movie and they're spreading the wealth. We should go I should go through a um, in fact tomorrow maybe I'll do a thing about how many of the movies in the race won at least one Oscar. And then look at that. And so, I know some did go home empty handed. I know American Hustle is one that did. The Martian is one that did. They do go Shawshank, home empty. Sh- Shawshank no no I Redemption, mean in the think, yeah, in yeah. the era of the expanded ballot. Because mm-hmm. it's important to look at in that era because that's the reason why movies don't win a lot of Oscars anymore is because Oscar voters by nature like to spread the wealth if you've only got five it's easier to have a movie sweep but if you've got nine then when you're talking about spreading the wealth it becomes a weird situation of like how many of these movies are going to go home with Oscars are only five or six going to go home with Oscars? Or are they all uh-huh. going to win something? Are they all going to win at least one award? Are they going to totally spread the wealth? Or is it going to be concentrated to one or two movies that they really love? That's mm-hmm. the mystery of the preferential expanded ballot era. Who knows? But, um, but I, I would imagine that Marriage Story has enough coming in. It has picture, screenplay, actor and actress, um, and supporting actor and score... Um, to, you know, potentially, make it worthy of winning just that one Oscar. You know, Jojo Rabbit, hmm. on the other hand, could could come in and and be so well liked that it too could just win everything. You know, it could even win Best Picture. Honestly, at this point, but um, yeah. anything can win Best Picture. Obviously, well, not anything, but it's probably Best Picture right now looks like. Since Jojo Rabbit and Parasite won the WGA, that makes them in the Moonlight category. Neither of them won the Globe like Moonlight did, but it still theoretically could put them sort of in that territory. Spotlight won the SAG. That put, made it win Best Picture. So if Spotlight can win with only two Oscars, basically any movie can win. So those two, and then of course 1917, which is still the front runner. Even uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood could win, although that movie hasn't won anything except for I know nothing. Well, won the giant Dump on it. They did. They didn't win any design, any crafts. They didn't like it. The Guild voters just did not like it for whatever reason. Um, Probably because it's not a it's not an easy sell. Like uh, Parasite and Jojo Rabbit are both really easy sells emotionally, and they're universal enough that anybody can respond to them um and jojo rabbit is just so charming god that movie i watched it again today and it's just so ridiculous with that kid that yorkie kid like it's you know um and and everything about it is good so i mean it lags a little bit here and there i think with hitler you know like there's some scenes where you're just like okay get on. (laughs) with it like He's funny and all, but let's move it along, you know. But um, but it doesn't matter because it hits its, just like Parasite does, it hits its mark at the end, and that's what you want with a movie like that.
2: Uh, in, in brief 2020 hindsight, just, ha- just looking back on something that just happened an hour ago, it looks like uh, now it's almost inevitable that the WGA would have gone for JoJo because it's the kind of movie that writers would love, right? mm mm-hmm. The kind of movies that, because it's just so wild and out there and unexpected, in ways that the other nominees weren't. And it's the kind of movie that a writer dreams about writing himself, you know? So all of the voters would have thought, wow, yeah, one day maybe I'll write a movie like this.
0: Absolutely, but also I think people just like the movie. That's why I want yeah, the audience sure, to work. Yeah, yeah. But I think that, um, and I, I really, the only reason I thought Little Women was gonna win, and I was convinced that it would, was simply just because of the press around the, the story. But um, but that's the thing about Little Women is whatever people saw in it, I don't know. But it, it really was intoxicating. A lot of people loved it so much, you know, um, that they just, they loved everything about it. They love the costumes. They love the, the fact that it's Little Women. You know, they just, they really do genuinely love the movie. It's not even a faked thing. But I, it's hard for me to imagine a writer sitting there and looking at that ballot list and loving Jojo Rabbit and going, I love Jojo Rabbit, but... Isn't it time for Greta Gerwig to win an Oscar? I mean, to win a, a Writers Guild. I think they did didn't that. She
2: the, win the, she didn't win the Writers Guild for Lady Bird? Or not? I no, don't know. she didn't win no? the
0: Writers Guild or the Oscar for that.
2: Okay.
0: But um, she did win the Scripter for, okay. for Little Women. Yeah. But the Scripter is a lot smaller than the Writers Guild. The Writers Guild is like a lot of people, thousands. I think at the mm-hmm. Scripter, it's just like, you know, Mark Harris. And a few other people, uh, it's like so. a
2: jury yeah it's just like a jury yeah. situation like at a, a film festival almost
0: and it's easier for them to like kind of curate that mm-hmm. but I think with thousands of people you're looking at that you know majority situation the majority if they really liked little women that much it would have been sh- it would have been placed in other place in other uh, places you know like
2: in a you know, in a situation in a, with a jury like at a film festival or the scriptor, I think that they do what a lot of people assume that everyone who votes for like the Oscars does. They all get together for brunch and discuss about what they're going to, who they're going to choose. But uh, of course, they don't do the Oscar voters don't do that. But scripter voters uh, very well might because there's only 20 of them. They could all get together in a room and talk about who why who they who they want to give the award to and why, and it's like a, a, a joint uh, decision. It's like a it's like, literally like a jury, like a courtroom jury.
0: Mm, Yeah and they you know they were catching it right in the in the wave and she look let's just say like we we think this is how it's going I would bet because Parasite and Jojo Rabbit both keep winning stuff that it seems very likely that they're both going to win screenplay and one of them might win best picture it's very possible Um, but but there's always the chance that that the Greta Gerwig thing is at the Academy too and that people there are going to, you know, really push harder. It's a smaller group than the WGA. They're going to push harder to have a woman win something, you know? Be. Um, uh-huh. So it, I wouldn't bet against JoJo at this point, but I think that uh, just really based on the film itself, but I think that you should kind of maybe leave the door open for a possibility that she could win that.
2: In the awards daily ballot, Jojo Rabbit came out ahead of, of Little Women in on the first round of balloting. Uh, little yeah. Women dropped out before Jojo did on the yeah. ballot. On the I mean, ballot. I feel a
0: little bit of a personal fail- failure on this because I was so convinced that Greta Gerwig was going to win that I didn't even entertain the possibility. that I'm, I don't think when I wrote my thing that I entertained the possibility that it could be Jojo. It seemed so unheard of at the time that anybody could beat her, you know, because I, I know, you know, even though, well, even though I didn't really like I, the movie, I thought that the fact that she did what she did with it, would that they would, that they would think that's innovative enough that they would, you know,
2: I noticed in a couple of your pieces that you wrote, you said that uh, Greta Gerberg is, is winning the, the WGA, And I sometimes in a sentence like that, I would put likely I would put likely to win. I would just add Mm. my little word, a little fluffing. But I didn't I didn't do that on this on any of your pieces about her because I felt the same way. I felt that it was pretty much locked. And so I I agreed with you that, yeah, she's winning. She's winning it. And so it's not just you. And I wouldn't feel like a failure at all, because if anything, you were being magnanimous and generous and and accepting the fact that, yeah, this is going to happen. And you're not you, Yeah, you but I should, like...
0: have, I should have known that once it won that um, I should have been able to, to see because JoJo was coming up on the outside, you know, and, and Chris Tapley actually texted me and said, JoJo Rabbit's going to win screenplay. And I said, no way. And he said, uh. yeah, it's totally winning. And I was like, what are you talking about? And uh, And that's the thing about it was that it won the ace and then it won the costume. So uh. you could feel it starting to rise you know and so that was a really good indicator that it was strong and it was going to win plus it has you know DGA it has a little bit more momentum and nominations than Little Women does but I just thought all the backlash and stuff people were just going to be like oh god you know she's just it's such a big story you know Uh um, that it it just I thought there's no way but you know sometimes you're wrong and
2: I think sometimes we I think that little i mean we ha- we we realized with uh, three billboards and with other with other movies that some the backlash can have it can backfire on itself a lot of people don't like to be told by twitter what they should be voting for yeah exactly I mean, and or maybe you know? they're
0: not even they're not even aware of it you know maybe yeah. they saw right. the movie uh-huh. and they thought you know it's not that good uh uh-huh. or they just said i like it but i think jojo rabbit's better you know uh huh
2: yeah, get like, it could be another situation where maybe Little Women uh, was a very close second that it almost won, but it, it just was it um, failed by twenty or fifty or a hundred votes or something.
0: Yeah, but it is always baffling when a movie. Like, for instance, people were talking about Bohemian Rhapsody last year, and I kind of agree with this. Like, it's always baffling when a movie just keeps winning and you have absolutely no idea why. Like, I know Uh, with (laughs) Jojo Rabbit, like, I like it, it's good and everything. It is odd to me that it does end up at the top of the pile a little bit sometimes. But but Bohemian Rhapsody was a movie where I watched and I thought, you know, I didn't even think it was that good. And I could not, not that I thought it was bad, but I, it wasn't like I watched it and said, oh, my God, that's such a good movie. <laughs> but it was weird how it just kept winning and how it won, like, the Globe and then it won the editing and then it won the editing at the Oscar. I mean, it was wild how popular that movie was. So I feel like a lot of us online are a little bit out of touch with the, a love that there is for Jojo Rabbit, you know,
3: uh-huh.
0: which is genuine and it's definitely out there. It's like Parasite, but we're not hearing the Jojo Rabbit love. Because online, uh-huh. Jojo Rabbit, it's not cool to like it, you know. So a lot of people don't really. A lot of the film critics didn't yeah. like it. Um,
2: it it's not, even sometimes if people don't consider whether it's cool or not, they just don't. They're not the type of people. The type of people who like Jojo and Marriage Story, which both did really well on the awards daily ballot, are not the kind of people who um, feel like uh, mounting a crusade for their movies. They are satisfied right. just to like them, and they don't have to. Um, you know, wave a banner about it all the time and get into fights about it all the time they're just not that kind of person because the movie that appeals uh, they're the kind of people if the if this if jojo appeals to those people those people are not the kind of confrontational type people they're not one they don't want to start yeah, world but, war three over a movie
0: that's true but i mean do we know anyone who's like running around going like that yeah, that's my favorite movie jojo rabbit like i don't think i do I mean, I love it, and, uh, and I know Clarence loves uh-huh. it. We both love it. It's great, and it's wonderful. And I've been defending it online for months now from people who have been attacking it. You know, um, but I'm not, I'm not
2: 100 sure. But I think the 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 girl on our site, Sammy, who was uh, just all in for Bohemian Bohemian Rhapsody last year, she was all in for JoJo this year. I think. So mm. Sammy has kind of neat instincts about this kind of thing. So no, I'm not sure. I might be wrong. I might be <laughs> she wrong. Liked she liked Bohemian
0: Rhapsody. Is that what you just said?
2: Yeah, she <laughs> was. She was all in for for Bo- Boho last <laughs> <That's> year. <hilarious. laughs> I know, and, and everybody it just, it just gave her such hell all all for like four months in a row it's like they were mocking her. And so she triumphed on Oscar night. She you know?
3: triumphed.
2: And she was right. I can't. <laughs> and, and she's been dining out on on that hunch for the past year, and she's doing it again this year with JoJo. She's like, I was right last year. Y'all better listen to me this year.
0: It's <laughs> hilarious. She's,
2: she's a character. I know,
0: right? That's so. funny. I mean, funny.
2: she's a fun. She's a fun individual. So, what
0: is she saying that it's going to win?
2: B- best picture, maybe. I think I'm not. I mean, I hope I, I may be misremembering because you know I scanned through the <laughs> comments. Just so, I mean, I think I've got it right that she's a JoJo fan for just everything. I think she's all in for JoJo, just like she was all in for
1: <laughs> Freddie Mercury last That's so year.
0: Funny, <laughs> but that movie
1: is so plain and just ordinary. <laughs>
0: Bohemian like, uh, Rhapsody. I know. Yeah, like, yeah, I don't know uh-huh. how you walk that, away from that thinking, "Wow, that was the greatest movie I've ever like, seen."
1: <laughs> I, 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 just, I walked away from that movie thinking, Rami Malek just lip synced his way to an Oscar. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, and it's just so insulting too, considering um, Taron Edgerton didn't even get nominated this year. And, and that's such gave, a much
0: better film, it, Rocket Man. It,
1: yeah, absolutely. Well, it's a film that does something different. I mean, this is uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Is, you know, it it just is a very plain and ordinary musical biopic. Uh-huh. Doesn't do anything different, doesn't try anything different except put chiclets in the I was about to <laughs> say
2: the, the it's, it's, it's lip syncing and the and the strange buck teeth dentures that they right. that they that were nothing. exaggerated. It's it so nothing
0: weird. Like Mercury. I
3: know. <laughs> My friend
0: Michael like su- saw it and he's like, Rami Malek is winning best actor and told me that. And at that time, all of us online were like there's no way like it was like we were com- he wasn't any until he started winning like nobody thought that that's how that was gonna go because of the critics the critics didn't really like the movie so we assumed that it wasn't but i was and so when michael told me that i thought it's now i don't disregard anything he says because he's he's almost always right but
2: i know so but i mean it wasn't just that michael said it uh, like in December, he was said it like way before Thanksgiving. Yeah. He said it like early October or just from the trailer. I think he just you know looked at the trailer and said he was. That's, when was that? I forget when it was I don't know. But he, he definitely uh,
0: called it before it I was, anybody else. And I thought at right. the time, because I'd already seen it by then, and I thought, no way is he going to win for that. <laughs> but, um, but I was wrong, man. I missed that one. I missed the boat on Bohemian Rhapsody 100%. I didn't think it was bad. But I never, for one minute, thought this movie is going to win a bunch of Oscars.
1: Yeah.
0: The only thing that's... I thought that could have been a driving narrative was was how they rescued it from the scandal of the director. You know.
1: Well, I I think that's why it won editing is because that so many stories came out that said basically the editor did save the film. The editor basically directed it after um, what's his face was fired.
2: Uh, right. Yeah, I forget his name too. Yeah, but that's that's uh, that. It's a pretty good backstory, but it, it was it, 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 watching the movie. It felt like a salvage job, though, to me. You could almost see, like, like wow, they just really pulled this out of the dumpster and made made managed to made managed to make something out of a disaster. Is the way yeah. I looked at it. Is is that it was just barely averted being a disaster. Not that it was really that good. And I have now. I have located Sammy's most recent tweet. <laughs> <laughs> from two days ago and she says here she is she's saying 1917 wins directing and cinematography jojo rabbit wins best picture adapted screenplay film editing and costume design oh that's what God. she's predicting <laughs> and she's saying parasite parasite wins nothing but original screenplay and international film uh uh once more a time in america in the hollywood wins supporting actor and production design she says so i don't know that's sammy we'll see
0: Wow, what if she turns out to be right? I
2: know, but she's right two years in a row like this. It's going to be like we have to, we'll have to, uh, war start, you know, we'll have to, I don't know what. She'll I could be the genuinely of see the it. I mean,
0: listen, the Jojo Rabbit winning is a huge stat buster, stat buster uh, extraordinaire uh, because uh, it, it has only uh, won the WGA. Even Moonlight had won the Globe before that. And here's the problem with Jojo Rabbit is. Uh, I do believe that it is a little bit divisive um, enough that it could get hurt on the preferential ballot, and that's only because of the old Jews. Oh, I shouldn't say that. (laughs) (laughs) So, scratch that. Whoops. If but,
2: I find, I mark the spot on the on the recording so oh you'll God. be sure to find this on I Skype so you can cut Jews. that
0: out. Well, I am half Jewish, so I'm sort of allowed. But, but I, yeah. I think that there are people like Scott Feinberg was saying, and other people were saying that that some people were offended by it. And um, and if that's the case, then then it is divisive enough that it might not. It, it can win on these majority ballots, but it might have a hard time on the preferential ballot.
2: Uh huh. Yeah. So. Right. I see that. That's and, the only and thing the about Oscar gender. Oscar membership is has the type of people uh, most likely to be offended. Of all, the, of all the guilds, probably the, the Oscars are, 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 are populated by people who are likely to be. Yeah, visited. we're not
0: going to say why, and we're not going <laughs> to <laughs> say right. what kind of people that they are. But no, I'm just kidding. there's
2: always that chance. Uh, it's um, awful to be here. I mean, it's even worse than JoJo because we're making jokes about it, but we're not creating art here on the podcast. Exactly. We're just making kind of wisecracks. I know I'm embarrassed that I said that, <laughs> but it is true. True,
3: but though. also I mean, you like gotta...
0: you can kind of tell by how the nominations came down jojo rabbit did well but it it did very well but it didn't do as yeah. well as some of the other films um with overall nominations yeah like for instance George, um roman griffin davis could have been nominated for best actor even though it's an incredibly competitive year but still like that could have gotten in there and when i look at this is just totally off the subject but it's it's just something i wanted to say which might, which might inform us for tomorrow with BAFTA, how it turns out. But when you look at the screenplay nominations um, at the BAFTA for original screenplay and you look at what they picked instead of 1917, like I look at that and I think, God, that's really weird because those movies aren't that great. And so it's weird that they beat 1917. 1917 is a strong film. Why wouldn't it have had a best screenplay nomination there?
2: Mm -hmm. you know what I mean the screenplay for 1917 is online now you only have to read two or three pages at least me I only have to read two or three pages of that screenplay to see what a masterpiece of writing that it is the way that they it doesn't seem like that they're writing a screenplay that needs to be shot or that can possibly be shot in one take although they say at the beginning of the screenplay on page one there's a note this is this movie is going to be intended to be shot with apparently only one, one apparent cut in the middle of it, and and they let you know that up front in the screenplay. But when you read it, it doesn't seem like it's going to be possible to do it because mm. it's just written, and it's 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 uh, beautifully written too. Not just the dialogue, but the descriptions of what's happening, the way that the the scenes are set up in the screenplay. Well, you just have to go online and find it and read it, and you'll see what I mean. It's really a great piece of writing, I think. Oh, wow. so yeah I, I agree with you I can't understand why it missed out on, on, the, on the screenplay except for the fact that I said earlier that there's just not a whole lot of uh, dialogue that's juicy except between the two lead characters and then even that ends halfway through the movie because you know spoiler alert he doesn't make it
0: right right and you know a lot of the stuff it's, it's hard to understand that a lot of writing is like you said not dialogue because a lot uh-huh. of stuff happens in the movie, it's just that nobody says anything. But, yeah. um, but it really is a, a feat of, of three things, cinematography, acting, and directing that movie is more, more or less that. And to me, what is so dazzling about it is that, and I've tried to sort of write about this a little bit, is that <clears throat> he really does, I don't know if he did this intentionally, I'm assuming that he did, but he really does evoke the uh, the art of the time, the abstract mm-hmm. German Expressionism, all through. And, mm-hmm. and to me, that is what captivates me—that the beauty of it, you know. And I don't even look at it and go, "This is a gimmick." I'm watching it, going, "This is so stunningly beautiful, every single mm-hmm. shot," you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the um, the shot in that one bombed-out town came from a um, a specific piece of art they uh, they used. Um. Um, I'm gonna try to find it really quickly so I can speak well, intelligently about it. But it's
2: a lot. It's a lot like uh, Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. You know, because the 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 the, the angular, broken buildings and the mm. and the stark shadows and everything remind me a lot of Caligari. Wow. Yes,
1: it's 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 a landscape by Nash called the. Ypres, I'm, I'm misp, I'm mispronouncing that, but it's Y P R E S. So, Ypres salient at night. Mm, wow.
2: That's
1: that's where they got the inspiration for that. Uh,
2: oh wow! 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 I, I yeah, also I don't know if. Look at it. Yeah. When when we post the uh, when we post the podcast, this will be a good feature photo to
0: use. Yeah. So that people. Oh yeah. People, I, wow, I don't know, so know if. Um, I don't know if the, the, the writers looked at T.S. Eliot's The Wasteland. I'm assuming that they did. But the weird thing about it is that he, there's so many things in that poem that are referenced in the movie, like rats, and, and the way that he writes about dead bodies. Like it, to me, they had to have read the poem. Because there's just uh-huh. too many references um, in it that directly relate back to that great, great, famous poem. And that's what the movie is. The movie is like The Wasteland as a movie. Um, Mm -hmm. it's so good I really loved it and I I just hate how Oscar season ruins everything (laughs) and one of the things that's ruining to me is this movie because I feel like people the way they're treating it is treating it like it's just your typical Oscar bait gimmick whatever it is it's just it's not a culture that can really I think at the moment appreciate how good it is you know I hope that they do I really do I think that it's it's a very worthy winner to win Best Picture as is parasite as is once upon a time in hollywood as is jojo rabbit these are just great great movies after 20 years of doing this i very rarely this reminds me a little bit of 2010 you know with social network Mm -hmm. that year and inception like there were just a lot of really good movies vertigo Mm -hmm. was nominated for two oscars sound design and art, art direction or something like that like the greatest movie of all time only had two Oscar nominations so you know the Oscars aren't everything but I do sort of wish that you know everybody could see the movie that I see that I see in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and how good that I know it is you know mm. but it just didn't work out that way you know it, it Oscars they have to be something that you know a lot of people can relate to and be moved by large uh-huh. numbers you know
2: I guess, but that's, see, that's why I can't understand. I would think that anyone who ha, who has spent any time in LA, like I said, I, I only spent two summers in LA, and it means so much to me because I know all of those areas and I know, I, I know, the, I, I can feel the nostalgia of it, even though. For the short time that I lived there. So that you would think that that L.A. people, the industry people, would be even more attached to the nostalgia of it than they are. I'm just surprised. And that was one of the things that we talked about from the very beginning, that it was a movie that Hollywood was going to love because it was about Hollywood. It was about, yeah, and that just didn't turn out to be the case. But I think that it he was, got hurt,
0: you know, Tarantino, I think indirectly not the guy that people wanted to celebrate because of the stupid sloppy Me mm. Too stuff put on him, which is totally unfair and undeserved. But I right. think it was out there enough that um, that it, it it dampened enthusiasm mm. for him specifically, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like people weren't really ready to like, I'm going to, this is Tarantino's year to finally support him because people just shy away from something that they know is going to be controversial. And if it right. had turned out that way, it would be hugely controversial, which is insane, but it, it uh-huh. would be you know it, it would be one of those things where people would have gotten really angry and I think people, but I also think that it's just sheer love for these other movies you know
2: I do too and I do think that all four of the movies that we love the most are all really in a close cluster together yeah. and that okay. uh, it's just it's just an accident that one of them or one or two of them keep popping up above the others. I just think that the Damn. other the others are not losing by a lot they're losing by just a narrow margin I think it's really which makes crazy. it even more painful yeah. to think about that they just could have almost won
0: yeah but uh, but it's interesting that if you look at Parasite and uh, Jojo Rabbit are in different writing categories so that's good but there are going to be a lot of categories where they're in the same category and they're gonna cancel each other out and some other movies gonna win so be prepared for that yeah Yeah. that's gonna Uh definitely happen because they're so well liked and they're on such a parallel track right There's I think there's like Jojo people and there's Parasite people and I think they divide. And I don't think that they're the same people.
1: can
3: we right. all just get I along? Uh, can I we right. all
0: just and get along? It's, 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 like,
2: that, 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 uh, two movies about war, yeah. JoJo and 1917, could not be more different. So I don't really think that those two movies are going to have the same fan base either. Because the type of people who like the heroics of 1917 are not going to find that kind of heroics. and Or it's yeah. a different kind of... of Of heroic awakening, maybe than JoJo, that is just not the Mm -hmm. same thing. Yeah, I asked. I
0: said, I said to Michael, like rank the movies. You know, I said Uh rank the movies, and he did, and then then I ranked them, and he's gonna ask his other friend, and we're just two people, right? So. Obviously, you can't run a poll online with movies because it's like Parasites, like Call Me By Your Name. It's too big on the Internet. It skews every poll. So it's not possible to run a preferential, although I'm still going to try it with, if I can find uh-huh. a group of people that aren't like Internet people. But um, uh, but his, his ranking was interesting because he went 1917 at the top without question. He didn't even doubt it. And then his second was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And his third would be, um, it was either Jojo Rabbit or Parasite. They kind of swapped places, but it's still the uh-huh. same core. And then once you get there, it, you have one, two, three, four, five movies. He went all the way down to Ford v. Ferrari to be his next liked film, right? Mm, after nice. yeah. um After Jojo he... Rabbit and Parasite, it oh. went Ford v. Ferrari. Yeah. And then he started working through the movies that he didn't like that much. And Joker was definitely at the last movie. So hmm. after that he, he begrudgingly he didn't like Irishman either he picked Marriage Story then he picked The Irishman then he picked Little Women and then he picked Joker. So I think these movies here at the bottom are definitely going to be bottom pile movies Joker Irishman Marriage Story Little Women Ford v Ferrari. Doesn't uh-huh. take a rocket scientist figure that out that's how it's going to go but. Um, uh-huh. So when you're trying to gauge the preferential ballot you have to look at those lower ballot movies, and try to imagine which. Voters of these movies Are going to like the top tier movies And it's really yeah, hard to do Yeah that's so
2: hard isn't it Yeah because yeah, you never know Because
0: like... you know? if Parasite If if the top movies Aren't their number one movie If their number mo- one movie is Little Women I think it's a pretty good I, Pretty good guess that their second movie Is going to be Marriage Story And then Parasite But Parasite feels like to me Like it's a number one movie You know uh-huh. And I'm not sure 100%. Well, maybe it is. Maybe it's a push to the top of the ballot movie. I don't know. JoJo definitely is, without a doubt. JoJo's a good preferential ballot type movie, uh, except for the divis- divis- divisiveness part of it. That That's going to hurt it. Mm-hmm. But I might like play around with these and try to do what that guy did on Twitter and just try to imagine, like what do I think these people's second movie is? Or maybe do a poll and say... Rank these five movies, and then just give them the lower tiered movies, and see how that comes out. You know, something like that.
2: Um, um, yeah, that's a pretty good idea to have them rank, or but have have them rank the top five instead of the lower tier, because the lower tier are all going to drop out anyway, so it doesn't matter what order they drop out. Well, yeah, even, it really. does because it. Uh, although I oh, second- because you're trying to see who where. I'm trying to figure out what their like, second and third movies are. What their are. second choice would be. Yeah. I see, I see, yeah. Because if mm, it, we do the yeah. top
0: five, Parasite's going to win, period. There's not going to uh-huh. be any. So we need to do a, a thing, because I want to find out how people, are they ranking them the way Michael ranks them, you know? But um, Okay, great. Thank
2: yeah, you for I, a nice... Uh, I I didn't know we were going to be... I didn't think we'd be able to get three hours out of this, out of what we know. But (laughs) we did, and it was a fun conversation.
0: Yeah. Thanks for staying up late, you guys. And I'll try to get this online tomorrow as soon as I can before the BAFTAs, hopefully. Okay. All righty. Great. All right. right. Have a good night. Good night, night. all. Okay. Bye-bye.
2: Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Good night.